So guys, we're just glad again, glad you're here. We don't know, you know, how much longer we'll keep doing this, but just keep checking back. We'll continue to let you guys know what's going on. Uh, for today's service in particular, a couple things going on that you should just be aware of. Uh, number one, we will take communion as we've been doing uh, every Sunday. Uh, we've been taking communion, so I just encourage you to go grab those elements, um, the, the juice and the crackers if you have them or something, you know, in replacement of those, it's totally fine. Then our worship songs today, uh, if you want to get those ready and, and search for those, we usually do the posts on Saturday night, so you can always check uh, Saturday night or even on Sunday morning for that post. But if you didn't see it, uh, the two worship songs we're doing this morning is How Great Is Our God and Build My Life. So How Great Is Our God and Build My Life. All you have to do is type that into, into Google or in your search engine and just type lyrics after that and hit search and it'll pop right up and you'll be able to uh, totally uh, be able to sing along with us. So anything to share as we're doing? No, I just morning. turned my llama so he's standing right side up. Okay. So if anyone wondered if I was a detail-oriented person, I am. You can see the llama. I realized that my llama was not upright for your viewing pleasure. It's now upright. It's go. walking upright in the Lord. There you go. There it's you ready go. to receive the word. <laughs> receive the word. Uh, <clears throat> the word, I really believe, you know. Uh, There's we, a sense of joy here. There this is. Morning. So when we Just would so. gather, when we, would, when, we, when we had gathered, and we will gather again, and we're gathering here. This is a gathering of the church, believe yeah. it or not. I mean, it is. you guys are gathering with us. We're gathering with you. And we feel that. And we feel that. I pray that you guys do too. Yeah. And a lot of times the Lord would give a word of what this service is all about or what it is all about. And the, the Lord was just saying to us this morning, joy. He's really been speaking it all week. Joy, 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 joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so we want to stand on that, uh, on that joy today. Uh, we want to worship with that joy today. And I encourage you, if you're at home, on your couch, stand up during this worship time. You know, we've tried to uh, do songs that you know or maybe have heard, number one. But number two, trying to do it in a format where you can just... It's like we're around a campfire a little bit, right? we got acoustic guitar. Uh, we're just kind of doing it like around a campfire, and uh, we're just hanging out. And uh, we just encourage you to stand up and worship and raise your hands and just let the Spirit, let the Spirit come. Yeah. You know? Really invite the Holy Spirit into your home. Amen. I mean, He's, he's there. He's Amen. with you. Amen. Um, but if that's not something that you're used to doing, this is the time. This is really a time to go deeper in your walk with the Lord. And um, I just had a, such a sense this morning that, um, you know, the Father is the source. He's the source. Um, he's the source of, of everything. And it's by, his, by the Holy Spirit that we, we walk through these times. You know, it's not, it's not the person who watches the news that's going to be the most informed. Mm. It's Ooh, that's good. It's not. It's not. I mean, the person who watches the most news will be the most fearful, anxious, Could and be. have that battle <clears throat> be, more sure, than yeah. more than anything. Inviting the battle almost. Well, it's good to be informed. It is good. I'm not saying not yeah. to be informed, but the Holy Spirit of God knows all things. He knows what's coming, and Amen. He will prepare His people. Amen. We we rest in that. Um, it's not my. It's not my knowledge of evil. That keeps me safe from evil. Mm. Let's let's sit on that one for a minute. It is not my full understanding and knowledge of the ways of the evil man that protects me from the evil man. Mm. God, in His righteousness, it's 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 being so close to Him that protects us right. yeah. from evil. Right. And I take great comfort in that because I protect my children. 
my children during this time, they're not fearful or anxious. They know what they need to know enough to pray and to be moved with compassion, I think, to pray for what's going on in the world. But no spirit of fear comes near them. Now, if I let them watch the news in the... In the, I don't know how I got off on this tangent. It has nothing to do with joy. Um, if I allowed them to watch the news in, in the idea of they need to be informed because being informed is what keeps us safe, yeah. they would be full of dread and fear and worry because yeah. they're, they're children. And we are to be as children. Mm. We are to be as children. Mm. And so I always tell the Lord, I'm informed. And he leads me to what I need to, what I need to know. He does it all the time. Mm. But I do not feast on the news. Okay. Yeah. I do not feast on on worldly information. Yeah. I, I don't. I say, Lord, what do I need to know? How how do I need to pray? What do I need to That's do? Good. <clears throat> so I was I was actually was texting with someone this this week, and they were we were just going back and forth, and they were just there was some information on what the uh, the governor was doing or this or that or whatever. And I actually I, I think I texted back like, you know what? I'm really not staying that informed with what's going on. And what I'm trying to do in this time is get the information from my Heavenly Father yeah. through the Holy Spirit. And what we talked about this morning is like the most important thing we as the church can do is learn to hear from the Holy Spirit. Right. Because there will be times now, this is great, we can still do Facebook Live and we're still going to be able to gather together here in the next couple of weeks or month or whatever. But there's going to be a time, there really will be a time where that is going to become more difficult. And if that's a year from now or 10 years from now or 30 years from now or 100 years from now, it's going to become more difficult in the church. And as parents, we need to be training our kids about this. How do we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? Right. Because he is, he is the one who brings truth. He is the one who brings the stuff to us that we are able to walk through uncertain times with a sense of certainty mm-hmm. in navigating that. And to your point, no matter how much you inform yourself of the news and all the information that's out there, it's the Holy Spirit's wisdom that will able to walk us through each and every situation that we face. Right. Uh, and I just encourage you all, take this time, read the Word, read the Word, read the Word, dig into your Bibles, uh, just feed yourself, feed yourself, feed yourself, feed yourself, and just learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, you know? And asking Him, asking Him, um, who is hurting, Lord? Hmm. Who, where are my prayers? Where are the prayers to be directed? Who is hurting? Because he will, he will open up your heart with such compassion and love. It's not going to... So that revelation of where... that Our prayers are our power. And if you don't feel that, then I encourage you to meditate on it and to get revelation on it. Because we will be more effective in our Holy Spirit-led prayers in five minutes of Holy Spirit-led prayer than we will be in an hour of you know, um, coming up to date on the latest conspiracy theory and informing people about it. Mm-hmm. It, is the, it is the power of God that pulls down strongholds, and it is the strongholds that are evil. That's right. It's, I, it, is, it will do me no good to rant and rave at the flesh and blood people. Oh, battle's not against The battle is not against mm-hmm. flesh and blood. Yeah. It's, it's against mm-hmm. the principalities and powers, and we do that battle mm-hmm. in the power of the Spirit of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So there's peace in this message. So this is an impromptu message. We haven't yeah. even gotten to worship we're, yet. We're it's preaching 10 after part 10. of my message already. We're well, doing and that's, it already. that's often how it goes. And I mean, and there gonna... can be joy in all of this too. There can be joy in this. Oh, okay. There's on. a ton of joy. Yeah. And there's a ton of peace. Why? Because it's the fruit of the spirit. That's right. There is a love, fruit joy. of the spirit. Love, joy. And so this, what's happening here? This is pouring out of our well, our experience. Mm. 
because I've spent an hour in the news, you know, like, oh, you know, this and this leader here is doing this. And I come out of it out of peace. There's no peace there when you get caught up in theories of what evil people are doing and how it might be connected. And, you know, well, no, we need to be informed. Do we? Do we? Is there anything that the Holy Spirit of God doesn't know? Right. So he needs to be the source right. because when you're in the spirit, there is joy and peace, even in the midst of chaos. Mm. That's, that's, that's our walk. And that's mm. what we've walked out in this. Mm. And our heart is for you. Mm. Our heart <laughs> is that we know that as a church, we want to be, um, what does the word say? We want to be like as, um, gentle as doves or something and as wise as serpents, wise, wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Thanks, Andy. You know, we want to be wise. We, we want, don't want to be caught off guard, but we won't be if we turn our eyes and we let him be our source. So I'm encouraging you today. If, if this is something that you do, right, if you enjoy conspiracy theories, don't get all up in arms. You know, I'm not coming for you because I'm right there. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fringes there with you. Right. I can enjoy a good conspiracy theory, but there's a price that I pay. Yeah. It's, there's a price that I pay. Just like if I enjoy a, um, if I enjoy, um, a certain show on Netflix and it's not awesome, like it's not something I really should be watching, I pay, I pay a price for it. Yeah. I do. I, I, um, there's a price that I pay for being on the fringes of those conspiracy theories. So I'm not coming for you. Don't, don't get upset. Don't get offended because we love you. Mm. Um, our heart is for your peace. No. Our heart is for, honestly, our heart is that you hear clearly the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And it's Amen. so much harder to hear him Amen. when there's, clutter when there's clutter going on up That's there. Right. That's right. So in the quiet place. Clear the clutter. Clear the clutter. Clear the clutter. And protect there's a, there's a protected space in your spirit um, mm. and that we have to keep the spirit of fear out. Conspiracy theories are wrapped up in a spirit of fear mm. to some degree. Don't fight me on it. It's the truth. Mm. And we have to be very, very careful. Mm. Um, and not just conspiracy, but just the news in general. Um, it's, we have to be very, very careful and protect our walk with the Holy Spirit. Mm. <clears throat> have a quiet space within us where we can hear his voice because that is where our salvation comes from. That is where protection for our children and our families come from. That's where the direction for the church comes from. We have, we have come into that place and it's amazing and we want it for each and every one of you. So let's go into worship. Yeah. I mean, and and as we, as we transition a couple of things, interesting enough, the word to us for a long time ago was get your house in order, but we've heard get your house in order from like, 10, 15 different places. Mm -hmm. And as you were saying that, I just felt getting your house in order is not just the physical, but we talked about the clutter, getting the clutter out. Remove the clutter from your life. Clear the clutter. Take this time as an opportunity to clear the clutter Mm -hmm. and make way for the Holy Spirit's voice to be clear uh, and so that you hear it. So I want to do it. We're going to do a call to worship. Again, the two worship songs we have, if you're just joining us, is How Great Is Our God. So you can add lyrics for those. And build my life. I'm going to read out Lamentations 3, uh, verse 22 uh, and through 24. And it says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You, Lord. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. So let us worship. Let us worship. Let us worship together. Stand with us and worship. Thank you.
my heart will sing how great is our God. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We're worthy, Lord. There is no God like you. Holy, holy, holy. Thank you for your kindness, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you.
share with you a little bit of what the Lord has been speaking. There are prophetic voices around the world. And you, if you are connected in to a lot of the different prophetic ministries, they're all saying the same thing. That's right. Because the Holy Spirit is consistent. He doesn't ever, ever, you know, contradict himself. He's never divided. And um, I shared something with a friend last night, and um, this morning I woke up to a text that said, Awakening, it's coming. And I mean, I could have fallen out of the bed, honestly, because I mean, I haven't talked with her, haven't talked with her about some of the prophetic things I've been hearing, uh, not just in my quiet time, but then confirmed. And I seriously, I get excited. Get, I get riled. Um, I get excited when the Spirit of God is moving and when He confirms His Word through His Word, through um, and then through other believers. Um, so, as we come to the communion table, that word "awakening" has been echoing, um, along with the word "shaking." Now shaking that there's a shaking going on a holy shaking in the church that word came to us over a year ago and has been confirmed over the course of over a year Um, but this word awakening this morning the Lord shared with me in my time with him by the Spirit an awakening is by the Holy Spirit it brings repentance Mm. and a great fear of the Lord comes with an awakening there's a moment a moment of awakening is a moment of heartache and heartbreak where sin is laid bare before open eyes the depth of its chains revealed in awakening by his hand eyes are opened and there is a great crying out for mercy 
and for forgiveness. A great crying out for him, for his presence, for his cleansing, for his love cover over us. That is awakening. An awakening happens by his spirit and it happens in the hearts of his people. That's where awakening starts. It doesn't start with the world. It starts in us. And it's a moment. It's a, it's, it, it's a moment of his order, of his bringing. And it's, it's, a, it's a moment where in one moment we were blind and the next moment he tears down the veil and we see. In that moment, that sin, which was once so comfortably at home within, is now revealed and uncloaked. And we see in that moment that it is death which has been at work against us, within us. In that moment, we, in that moment of seeing by his spirit, not by a spirit of fear, we don't get enlightenment by looking at fear, by digging out the truth in worry that we're going to be caught off guard, in fear that we're going to be caught unaware. Awakening happens by his spirit, by his spirit. And in that moment that that sin that we didn't see, we now see. We see it fully for what it is, which is death. And in that moment of awakening and of revelation of what it is, we destroy it. We turn away from it completely because it's revealed for what it is. It's been cloaked. This is our prayer that we walk in a great awakening of our eyes to see those things which have lied, which have lain in wait, laid, laid in wait for us, that our eyes would be unveiled by the power of his spirit. And in that moment, we evict sin. We destroy sin. We turn away from that sin and we run into the arms of the Father. Evict, I like that. Evict the sin. It's out. With no notice. We give no notice. You're out now in Jesus' name. Awakening comes by the Spirit of God. Removing the clutter. There's no other way that, it, that awakening of, our, of the Spirit comes but by the Spirit of God. And so the word today was we must be carriers of the Spirit of God. We must be carriers of his spirit that he might have authority and reach in all the places upon which we tread. That he may go into dark places. His spirit rests upon us. And as we go into realms of darkness, wherever that may be, go out anywhere outside and you will feel the dark. You will feel the fear. You will feel the lost. And we must be carriers of the spirit of God. His spirit brings awakening. Awakening brings repentance and reconciliation to the Father. How do we become carriers of his spirit? Through the body and the blood of Jesus. We come into communion with him. In my notes it says through hours. Hours. What does that mean? Hours. You know, I'm raising eight kids. We, when I'm not doing it alone by any stretch, we spend hours with our children. But in those hours, while I'm playing Candyland, I'm I'm praying, oh Lord, what is it? What is it? I'm never not crying out to him. I'm never not crying out to him. Hours spent in conversation with him, walking through every moment together with him, 
time together, and I, I have in my notes, prayer like breath. Prayer like breath. Time in the word and the worship of his lordship. And he led me to Proverbs 11, verse 2. This all leads into communion because that's, that's where... That's where awakening happens, mm. is in communion with him. That's ours. That's the ours. Mm. You know, um, they were in the upper room. Mm. And he broke and he broke the bread and he and he poured out the wine. It was time with him. Yeah. And that was the end, like that was bringing to a close, you know, the apostles' time with him on this earth. Yeah. It was making the way for the spirit to come upon us. And he said, it's good that I should go, that the Spirit would come. I mean, I could just go on. He led me, I'll read this. He led me to Proverbs 11, verse 2. When pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. The integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Okay, this is the unfaithful. Will, the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Church, I want I just want to challenge you with this. The unfaithful are not the lost. They're not unfaithful. Yeah. They're not unfaithful to God. They don't belong to him. In order to be unfaithful to someone, you must belong to one another. You know, I, I I'm not I can't be unfaithful to Andy because I'm not bound to him mm. in a covenant. I don't have covenant with him. I have covenant with this guy. The lost are not, we're not talking about the lost here. It's the people of God who aren't bound, who are, are not walking in covenant with him. That's good. Yeah? yeah? That's what the Lord showed me this morning. And that's a heavy word. That's a heavy word, but we must be carriers of his spirit. And in order to be carriers of his spirit, we must be faithful to the fellowship. Fellowship of communion with Christ in our kitchens, in our living rooms, in our laundry rooms, as we kiss our children and put them to bed, as we as we post on Facebook. Lord, does this honor you? Does this glorify you? Does this bring light and life? Does this bring others into light and into life and into communion with you? Or am I sitting in judgment over my brother? Am I hoping to shame people into doing what I believe is right in the world, in my eyes? Or does this bring them to the foot of, of, of your cross? Does this bring them to your feet? There's so much, oh, there's so much here. There's so much that the Lord is speaking. But I want to come to the, I want to come to the table of communion. And I want to do that with the, just really focused in on, Lord, let us be carriers of your spirit, that awakening might come first here in me and in my household. And let me not stand in judgment over anyone, but those whom you've put me in covenant with and over who I'm responsible for. So we come into, we come to the table, we come to the the body and the blood in communion that we might be carriers of his spirit. I had an alternate scripture this morning for our time of communion. And then as, I don't know if it was right before we left the house or right when we walked in here, he said, no, go back to Luke 24. 
and a little bit about what we spoke about last week. And I just want to read this verse to you, which is, it just goes right in line with what you were saying. It's Luke 24, verse 30 and 31. It says, Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, he took bread, he blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him. They knew him. So this time of coming together in communion truly is an awakening. Because I think awakening, I think my eyes have been opened. And this is what the Lord wants to do this morning, is he wants to open our eyes to the sin in our own life. Open our eyes to the things that have been in darkness and been hidden. And it's a time to repent. It's a time to reflect on our own lives and to say, Lord, more of you, more of you, more of you. You know, this week uh, I made it a, a point to, to uh, dig in more with him. And I did a little bit of a fast, but uh, not the details of it need to be spoken of. But I dug in, I dug in, and my prayer was, Lord, what is it in me that is stopping the joy of the Lord being a part of my life. What is it in me? And he gave me a list of like four things. Four things. I'm not going to read them out loud. Those are mine. <laughs> I don't know what yours are, but he gave me those four things. I don't even know what they are. And I had to repent for those. And I said, Lord, forgive me for acting this way and this way and thinking this way and making agreements with this with. and with that and partnering with this. And I said, Lord, I repent of that. And I turn from that. I turn away from it. And I'll tell you what, I've had more joy over the past couple of days than I've had in a long, long, long time. It's been lovely. And it feels good. And it feels good. And this time of awakening, it just, I was awakened. I was awakened to what I was holding in secret. And it was just time to, to have it revealed and get it out. Okay, and I know we're going long. And I just don't care. And I'm feeling a little bit emotional right now because I need to tell you guys something. You know, um... I just need you guys to know something that, you know, we came into leadership of this church and this is like a whole new realm for us, right? I mean, we are just trusting God step by step. We are seeking him day by day. And what you guys need to know is that before, before this whole thing, before Corona, before we've been talking in this, in this format, we were talking about mission and assignment. And as we sit here and we say these things and we, we press on you, it is because God has purposes and plans for you, for each and every one of you. And we, this past year, we've learned that. So when we go into a fast and when we, we have been harping on repentance and confession for a reason, because it came very quickly to us that we have a responsibility to you, to this body of believers, to press in and receive from the throne, from the Father, everything. And we can't let anything get in the way of that. We can't let anything get in the way of that. Our children's lives depend on it. Our lives depend on, on revelation, on hearing clearly from heaven, on, on throwing aside distractions on throwing aside the sin and the weights that so easily entangle. And we have walked this out this past year in a, with new urgency, week after week. The battle to Sunday morning sometimes has been, has been great. And so we talk to you about this as church family, that we can't be a people 
that is distracted by fear. Because we've got to come out of this time ready. We have to come out of this time free. Free of whatever it is that has bound you up until this point. It's got to go. It's got to go. If it's self-pity, it's got to go. Fear, um, anxiety, guilt, shame. I mean, there's... I I could go on and on of these these things. They're like weeds. They're like weeds. You're all beautiful gardens. We love every single one of you. That's why we sit here and do this. That's why we sit here and talk about these things. It's love poured out. Anyway, I get emotional about it because we've been we've come into a whole new realm of seeking. And we do it. What is our motivation? Because I know Sunday morning's coming. And I know God has placed us here for a reason. And I need to set everything aside that has to do with me so that I can receive for you. So I can receive for whoever he wants to speak to that morning. It can't be about us. And it can't be about you. In order to fulfill your mission, you have to get, you have to be set aside. So those hangups, those distractions, those things which ensnare have got to be dealt with. And they're dealt with mm. through an awakening. That's right. That's right. God is, he's moving, mm. he's working. Mm. We are coming into a time, mm. coming into a time of holiness. Mm. Let that settle. If you remember nothing else from all the talking we've done today, <laughs> there is a, there is a move, a move of God move coming and it's toward holiness. It's toward holiness. And that's something. That's something. And part of you wishes y'all, some of you knew me better and knew where I come from, right? Because it's not holiness. There's no self-righteousness attached to it. He will not tolerate those who think highly of themselves. He will not tolerate it. Mm, He rejects the problem. He will not have it. So this isn't about being righteous in our own selves. It's not about making lists of all the ways we're hitting it out of the park. There's whole, there is a spirit move of God coming and it's holiness. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> well, guys, just take a moment. We've been Jesus. talking a lot here and that's okay. But I just want to just take a moment and just take a moment of silence just for 10, 15 seconds and just ask the Lord to re- just reflect on your own life, your own awakening here of what it is in your life that you need to bring before the Lord this morning, right now, this morning, whenever you're watching this, maybe it's right at the exact time that we're on live or maybe later. What is it that you have that God wants to say, no more, let's change this today. Lay it down. Let's lay it down today. Lay it down. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. felt the spirit just moving so strongly in just that moment, that time of silence there. The Bible says, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. 
We had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. The Bible says in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. Thank you, Lord. I want to encourage you right now. Partaking of the body and the blood of Christ is something that you can do. Amen. You're allowed to do it. You're allowed to do it each day. You're allowed to gather your children. You're never disqualified from coming to the table. But you come to the table ready. Ready to, um, to repent and to receive forgiveness. And, and you can lead your family in that you don't have to be a perfect man or perfect woman. That's right. Um, so I just want to encourage you. Don't wait for us on a Sunday morning. Um, if God's been speaking to you or moving upon your heart to do communion, then this is, com I believe right now that this is confirmation to somebody who's been saying, you know, I really think maybe we could do this or we should do this. Maybe it's just a whisper. That's the Holy Spirit. So let that, let this service confirmation of that, um, of gathering your, your family more than just on Sunday morning. We're so happy you guys are here with us. You know, we're so happy that you guys join us on a Sunday morning. Um, but this is a time to really begin to step out and gather your household or gather your own self. Um, if you're quarantined alone, you're never alone. Um, and I encourage you to take communion together, to be pray together as a family in ways you haven't done as of yet. Lord just spoke to me this morning, uh, Psalm 51. And I just encourage you to read the whole Psalm. Uh, but I just want to read just a couple scriptures from it. Uh, it opens up, it says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. And if you go down to verse 7, it says, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken, that bones that you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins. Blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you Father. That is our prayer. That is our hope. That is what we just did. Yeah. And we just we love you guys. And we're just praying for so many changed and transformed lives, including our own, right. yeah. <laughs> including our own during our own this family. time, our own family yeah. and our own time, our yeah. own family. And this is, time. I like, I, we're not going to move on from this. I don't That's see right. us moving on from yeah, this. this message. Or this this uh, is a yeah. time for the body of Christ to begin to feed on the faithfulness of God. This is a time for the body of Christ to begin to feed upon his word. Amen. And he will shine light in dark places and bring freedom and bring freedom so that we 
when the time comes and the Holy Spirit begins to breathe and move across this nation with miracle signs and wonders, we will come out of quarantine a church untethered, That's right. unhinged, <clears throat> nothing baby. Holding us back. Nothing, nothing, nothing holding no, us back. nothing holding us back That's right. from being fully effective, fully effective Amen. for His kingdom, Amen. for the binding of strongholds, Amen. the breaking down of That's principalities right. and powers in the spirit, Amen. which is where the battle is. Where the fight is. Amen. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you, Andy, <laughs> for strumming for quite some, quite some of the resto's fingers for a little bit. I'll be right back. You're going to be right back. Yeah. Uh, so just uh, wanted to just inform you of a couple things uh, that are going on. Uh, a couple. So, so one, number one, imp- well, not most importantly, but very important is that if you have any prayer requests, we just ask that you submit those to prayer at ecfchurch.org. Prayer at ecfchurch.org. Uh, prayer requests have been coming in. Uh, some people have been leaving some voicemails, uh, which is great. Uh, we've been getting those. And we've been filtering those out to the prayer team. So we really just encourage you uh, to put those out. Again, also, if you have testimonies, uh, we did get a couple, I think, last week. We didn't get any this, this current week that I saw. So I just encourage you, if there is a testimony during this time, and maybe there's a testimony that's coming out of this uh, time of communion today, uh, just type it up real quick and send it to prayer at ecfchurch.org. We'd love to hear the testimonies that are coming out. We want to share those with others. I have one that I want uh, to share. Yeah. Oh. I don't have it here, and it was long, so I don't want to mess it up. But um, we did get a testimony of uh, a woman who just mm. loves the Lord with her whole heart. I mean, this, this woman, I honestly don't personally... Haven't had like a ton of conversations, but I can, she is a, a woman who cries out to the Lord. Amen. And in, I believe in the span of like one week, and this was about two weeks ago, mm. had to take both oh, right. her son and her husband to the emergency room for two separate things, mm. pretty serious things. And she wasn't allowed in the emergency room with mm. her husband or her son. Um, he wasn't a little, I don't think he's a little guy. Nope. He's, he's, <clears throat> so um, don't let fear you know, get, get on you moms. It wasn't a little guy. Mm. Um, but instead she was out in the parking lot sitting, covering in prayer. And there was favor. Mm. There was supernatural peace. And both of the situations were resolved. I believe just beautifully good reports. You know, it wasn't anything serious. They had to go through tests. I mean, it was, it felt like a serious situation, but she was upheld. Mm. She was kept out of Fear. She had the presence of the Lord with her. And man, that testimony just resonated with me because I don't like hospitals. I don't like emergency rooms. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't like them. So that she was able to keep out of fear mm. and um, was just kept by the peace of God. Amen. It was a wonderful testimony. It's good. Uh, one other thing we wanted to just announce uh, this Wednesday night. This Wednesday night at 6.30, we're going to do it. We're going to do uh, another Facebook Live. That's normally when we have our our prayer services that we've been having uh, before this this shutdown. Uh, But what we're going to go do is not going to be a prayer service, but we, the two of us, are going to be here, and we're going to do just about a 30-minute session or so on marriage. Do a little marriage checkup. On marriage. How y'all doing? How marriage checkup. We're going to share just some insights and things that... Uh, we have learned over the course of uh, two decades, over 20 years, uh, that we've learned. Um, and we just want to share some things with you. Uh, but we are willing, if you don't know us, you will get to know us. We are willing to answer 
any like question. every question We're in any question. We're to talk about anything. So, you know, you may want to put, okay, so Wednesday at 6.30, so we encourage you to maybe put the kids uh, in front of a movie or maybe don't have them in the background because some of your questions might be pretty serious about right. stuff that we want to be able to uh, talk about. Uh, and, and just share with you some of the things that we've learned from the Word of God and just from our own lives. And so if you have questions, if you want to submit a question, we ask that you send that question to info at ecfchurch.org. So that's I-N-F-O, info, uh, at ecfchurch.org. And just put in the title, Marriage Question. If, as long as you put marriage question in the title, those will get directly, those will come to us, to us. and we will be able to look at those and then we can even we'll read them out loud to, so people know what we're answering, but we will not reveal right. uh, the person or the couple or the family or whomever has submitted that. Right. So That'll be you, completely you, confidential. We will wanna, know because yeah. we'll get your email. If you want to ask a question, <clears throat> if you want to ask a question confidentially, yeah. you know I mean? This is the way to do it. Right. So whatever questions we get... We'll Between answer. now and Wednesday, yeah. we'll seek to answer um, or talk about. We just want to check in with marriages. We want to talk about them. Okay. So if you are getting married, this would be a good conversation yeah. to sit in on. If newly married. Newly married, good to sit in on. Yeah. Um, married 20 years. That's, hey, come on. Yeah. Yeah, any length of time, yeah. really. I mean, and it's because the dynamics have changed. People are spending more time together. And I think it's probably revealed a lot of things in your relationships uh, that maybe uh, you weren't expecting to be revealed, uh, but maybe some things are just maybe you've rekindled some things uh, that have happened. So there's a lot of good that can come out of this. So 6.30, Wednesday night, Facebook Live, we'll be doing this. Uh, and we will post, uh, I'm looking at Sydney, we will post some type of <laughs> uh, message out there, or Facebook and Instagram posts to let people know and remind them uh, so that you can then forward that, this separate post, to others uh, to let them know to join in if they can. And we do really think that this is an important time uh, to pour into marriages and to pour into they families. They can also ask questions yeah. as it's going, right? I mean, if they're not... We can, yeah, we can try. If we don't have a whole lot, uh, I mean, Grace will be here. Somebody will be here with us. Uh, mm -hmm. And they can, maybe Grace can monitor the questions or something or like I that. Or I can, just from my phone. You can monitor the questions. We'll figure that and, out. Yeah, I don't know. We'll just, it's going to be, it's going to be great. It'll be fine. Okay, any other announcements? No? Any other announcements? Can single people watch your thing? Can single people join? Absolutely. Sure. Uh, we encourage, yeah, we absolutely encourage single people uh, to watch for a lot of reasons. One, I mean, most, most, a lot of single people are wanting to get married at some point it in time. It might make you so, thankful to be single. Yeah, and, and there may be some things that come up that I'm be like, kidding. hey, you know, wow, you know, it's... What did Paul God say? Calls We're not going to say, okay, we'll go God there. calls us to, to the seasons. We won't open up that time with the scripture that Paul said, better not to get married. And we'll just leave that We're to the side. We're kidding. Yeah, totally kidding. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. So just, uh, we want to transition just quickly into offering. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it. We just we're so thankful uh, for all those faithful givers. You guys have been sending uh, sending checks in or sending offerings in. Uh, more and more people have been giving online. I think Tammy is maybe this is the second week in a row. Tammy, who's like our finance person, she's just like Pastor Jason. I just can't believe how many people are giving online. I mean, this is just the influx of new people that are giving online has just been amazing. It's been a blessing. So we thank you for that. Uh, it's helping us pay those bills, which is great. But it's also helping us then to take money set aside and bless to help others families. and be able to bless families. We have the opportunity to bless 
two or three individual families this week. Uh, and just people that God has placed on our heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they've come from a different way. We've heard about something or maybe we just, yeah. the Holy Spirit just and put guys, those on our we heart. we need to know. I mean, if there's a need, mm-hmm. we need to know. We want to know, you know, yeah. um, we want to know what the yeah, needs are. And a lot of times are. people don't like to say their needs. So if you know someone who is in need, right. you can Snitch. anonymously send us a little <laughs> note or call in yeah. and we will be able to take care of it. We want to take care of that. Yeah. And that's important. And I get it. I mean, if you're in need, sometimes it's hard to raise your hand and say, help. Uh, I get it. Sometimes we have to lay that down too uh, at some point. But, you know, if you know somebody in need, that would be great. Uh, to send that in. Uh, the, the verse I have is in First Chronicles 16, verse 29, I think it is. Maybe that says 28. Uh, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in splendor of holiness. So I just, as I read that, it's just from the, from the beginning, God is just saying, bring your offering. And what that really is, is trust me, trust me, trust me. Bring it to me and trust me. And I think the Lord continues to challenge us to worship him with our, with our language, with our bodies, with our actions, our time, with our time, our and with our attentions, with our families, and then also with our finances. It's kind of like, it's not even really the most important one, uh, but it's something that God says, every part of your life, make me Lord of your life and Lord of every area. So it's really just a matter of trust. So... Okay, I just want to pray uh, over the offering today. Uh, So if you have your offering, uh, if you've already sent it in, that's great. We just want to pray over it. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord. We just trust you. We trust you, Heavenly Father, with everything in our life. We just lay it all down before you. We trust you with it. Have your way with it. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you are providing for each and every one of us, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you have put... Uh, people on our hearts and people on other people's hearts. And I know there's things happening within the church body or people helping each other that we don't even know about. And Father, I just thank you for that as you put people uh, on other people's hearts. So Father, we just thank you for this, uh, these offerings and tithes and we just bless them in the name of Jesus. And Father, I just lift up all those who we support financially each month, those missionaries and those ministries that we support, especially those who are traveling ministries and traveling speakers who have had every single thing canceled that they've ever you know, had planned for the next six months. Father, I just ask now that you provide for them. Yes, Father, Jesus. thank you that we are able to continue to support everyone that we have been supporting. We will continue to do that. And so, Father, I just pray that every church will be able to continue to support those missionaries and those uh, ministry leaders, Father, that you will bless them and anoint them with favor in this time that they will find new ways to reach your people in jesus name amen amen Amen. all right do you want a bucket uh it's okay yeah really come here cutest cutest usher in town come here gracie gracie comes in with the bucket gracie this is grace she has become our assistant she comes in she sets up our (laughs) communion she gets us all waters she makes sure the bucket is here she's been doing a good work for our church gracie say hi Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected and was not planned. Cutest usher in town. Great yeah. assistant. Just I thought know. I'd introduce you to the people. I think Chet, Chet and Jane might be watching. Like, all right, I got to get Grace. Once we start gathering oh my back gosh. together. We right now, she is the color of the reddest man <laughs> I've ever seen. I am in so much trouble when Woo. this is over. She's smiling now, but I may hear it later. Okay. So. Uh, well, I want to take a few minutes, and I want to just bring a message that I feel like the Lord... Um, has just put on my heart 
and you know this in this post Easter season that I really think is for each and every one of us uh, to go through. And the title of the message today is Jesus is Truth. Jesus is Truth. And I think the Reinhard Bonnke book was saying like when you and maybe I've said this before, but when you begin to talk about Jesus in any way that He is, in any of his, if He's Savior, if He's Lord, if He's Truth, if He's Healer. As you preach that word and people kind of have enlightenment on those things, then he actually is those things. I mean, he already is them, but as, as you get that word in you and as you begin to see that and hear that and it has the enlightenment, he becomes those things to you. So I want to talk about this morning, Jesus is truth. And I want to go first, I'm going to set a foundation. We may actually do this for a couple weeks. I don't know yet, uh, just as the Holy Spirit leads, but I want to set a little bit of a foundation first this morning about Jesus being our truth, because I think it's so important and it comes right off of the heels of what you were just talking about uh, as one of our prophetic voices in this congregation uh, of this time of a move towards holiness Mm -hmm. and a move towards repentance and a move towards awakening and a move of the shaking, all of this stuff that the Lord is speaking, not just to you and to us, but uh, to the global church church as well. And this, this thought of holiness and And to understand what holiness really is, we need to understand what truth is. And we need to understand the truth of the matter and the truth that Jesus spoke. And if we can understand that Jesus is truth and that the words that he said are truth, we can begin to then reflect our lives on those and bounce our lives off of those and begin to say, all right, Lord, show me where I'm not measuring up on this truth. Help me, Holy Spirit. Lead me and guide me in this so that I can better understand the truth in which you were speaking to us. And as you read... I would encourage you to read the red letters this week. Read the red words in your Bible. If your Bible, if you have that Bible that gives you know Jesus's words in red, I just encourage you to read those red words. And that's what I've been doing over the past couple weeks. And I know you were doing this a couple weeks back or a couple months back. I think your comment to me was just like, "Whoa, whoa!" Some of the stuff that Jesus says, like, "Whoa!" Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, there are some serious serious, serious things that Jesus is calling us to and to be and to act and to live out. And I know we're so excited and Jesus is risen and we got the empty cross and we're celebrating, but there are some really hard truths that Jesus spoke of. And and I said, you know, today's word is joy. And you're just like, oh my gosh, so Pastor Jason, you're going to bring a hard truth to me now. And what you're talking right? about, wanting to be in joy. But do you understand that that is where the joy can come from then? As you, as you get a hold of the things that are blocking in your life, this joy to be able to flow in your life, as you begin to understand those truths, what the, what the word says, then the truth sets you free. And when I think of joy, I think of freedom. Mm -hmm. When I think of joy, I think of freedom. So if the truth sets you free, and Jesus is the one who made us free indeed, then we need to understand that Jesus is truth. And I'm going to spend some time in the scriptures this morning uh, looking at that. So I want to go to John 14 first. We're going to flip around a little bit. Uh, If you've got your Bibles with you at home, uh, the old paperback. I love to hear sometimes the the sound of the the pages moving back and forth. Or on your your digital device, whatever, that's fine. Uh, John 14. I'm going to start in the first verses. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So Jesus is just saying, hey, don't be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in me. This is referencing back to doubt and unbelief, which we talked about last week. I'm not going to go back uh, and go do that. Verse 2, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. 
I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. And where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, uh, and where I go, you know, and you may also know. So I start thinking about that. One of these times we're going to do part done is Jesus is Jesus is returning. I mean, we're going to do that at some point in time, and we'll make sure that I may have to get you know Andy and I will help. Maybe he'll help me a little bit with some of that uh, as well. But this Jesus is returning. Uh, it's, it's very real. He's talking about it a little bit here. He's going to prepare a place, and he's coming back. And I'm not getting into you know when he's coming back and stuff like that. And I want to talk about truth. Uh, but Jesus is returning. If you didn't know that, coming. he is coming back. He is returning. Um, and it says then it says here. Thomas said to him, Lord. We do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way, he is the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like for me, like we've been in church for many years, like, you know, 40 years of my life, I've been in church, and uh, which... Which tells me, I've heard it so many times, yeah, Jesus is the way to the Father. And maybe you don't know that, but what, he, what Jesus is saying is here, I am the way to the Father. I am the way to eternal life. I am the way to heaven. No one comes to the Father except through me. And, he's been, and Jesus has been saying that. So he is the way. And I feel like maybe a lot of church-going people know that and we get that. And then we skip over the truth for a minute. And then he is the life. And we say, of course, yes, Jesus is the life. He's risen again, and I have to have life in him. But I think too often we gloss over here that he is also the truth. You know, the Bible says Jesus was the word made flesh. The word is truth, and thus Jesus is truth. Verse 7, then, it says, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. If you, if you understand what Jesus is saying, as he came, he's understanding that you can know God when you look at Jesus. You can be able to understand God as you look at him. Because once you know Jesus, you begin to be able to know the Father. Well, if Jesus is truth, then I want to be able to know God. I want to be able to know truth, and I need to dig into that. And then this next verse, uh, if you skip down to verse 15, I want to go down to verse 15. This is like, okay, this is one of the, one of the, hardest, one of the hardest things that Jesus said. Uh, there's a lot of them. This is one of them. Verse 15, still, uh, still here in, in chapter 14 of John. If you love me, keep my commands. If you love me, keep my commands. And I'm just like, man, I read that. I'm just like, wow. If I truly, if we truly love Jesus, we need to keep his commands. And so I just give them, well, what are his commands? I need to start knowing what his commands were. So my question yeah. is, is if yeah. we don't keep his commands, if we mm. pick and choose which ones mm. we want to keep and which ones we don't want to keep, mm. is the reverse then true that we don't truly love him? Mm. I think, I mean, that is the reverse. The reverse is true. Yeah, the reverse is true. And I, and I that's think what makes that like so oof. powerful, oh. so powerful. Because, you know, I'm totally cool with like a lot of what he said, but right. there are some you're right. just like, oh, oh, this is like, so that's, tough. That's a tough. If you that's love me, you keep my commands. Yeah. So the reverse then is also true. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't keep my commands, how does Jesus know that we love him? Like, wow. Uh, and, and I wrote this down in Yellowstone. It means we can't just do whatever we want whenever we want. 
We cannot just do whatever we want whenever we want. Mm -hmm. And I know Jesus paid the price, and he paid the price for every one of your sins. If you made Jesus your Savior, uh, he will, you will be in heaven with him forever. But he is calling us to this holy. He is calling us to another level. He is calling us to be able to walk in this truth and understanding that we, can, we have to set aside. we got to take up our cross, mm -hmm. to take up our cross. We can no longer just blatantly just do the same thing I've always done in the same way I've always done. He's calling us to a higher level. He's calling us to another level and I wrote in there ouch ouch, ouch. because he's calling us to um, allow the Holy Spirit to be the judgment fire mm. within That's us right. willingly we mm. willingly submit ourselves mm. we stand before him and say um, uh, create in me a clean heart oh God mm. we want him the Holy Spirit Amen. to to judge our hearts and lead us out of those things that we aren't to be mm. touching we are not to sit in judgment over mm. our own, even our own selves. Mm. You can get into self-righteousness that right, way. You can right. get into self-condemnation that way. Right. We're not even called to sit in judgment over ourselves, but rather to submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Mm. And then we definitely aren't called to sit in judgment over other believers. Right. And so as <clears throat> we move into this, you know, time of holiness, yeah. right there is something we will be spending time on. Absolutely. Is what is that, what does that mean? Because as the Holy Spirit leads us into holiness mm. we don't look to the left or the right mm. what's and we have so much experience with this with our kids because right. we have so many kids well he gets to do that why don't i get to do that mm. i'm not talking about him with right. you i'm right. talking with you about right. you right. and you aren't you aren't right. allowed to do it right. and that's it that's the end of right. it and um so i just so in, in jesus and all his, of his loving mercy uh after he says if you love me keep my commands he then just is just like, okay, but don't panic. Right. Don't panic. It, it is, I am going to send you a helper. Right. And so the next verse says, and I pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. So, I, look, you might say, oh, my gosh, how can I do this? It's not possible. Yeah. I cannot do this. I can't follow every one of his commands. Yeah, you're right. You can't. Right. And I can't either. But we have the Holy Spirit to help us, yeah. to help us, to help us. And then in verse 17 says, and what do we call the Holy Spirit? One of his names, the Spirit of Truth. So look at that. So how, if we can understand that Jesus is truth and begin to walk in those truths, we have this Holy Spirit that is available with us day in and day out every time to be able to help us. It says the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Mm -hmm. So the, the world cannot walk in this holiness. And I think so often we, we, we judge and we look at the world and we get upset at the people in authority and we get upset at, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the medical leaders in our community because, you know, of this or that or whatever of what's going on. And even this time, but the world cannot receive the spirit of truth. This is, the, this is the Holy Spirit. We have this opportunity to have it and we are the ones who have to receive it and then walk through it and be able to speak this truth in love, not speak judgment, not speak these things over these other people because the battle's not with them. And we really need to have that battle uh, with the enemy and not with those who are in leadership. Uh, and so it says, so the whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. They, they don't know him. They don't, they don't understand this. Mm -hmm. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So I wrote in my notes, just thank you, Holy Spirit, to make all these things possible, that we can understand that Jesus is true and we can walk in his commands. 
All these commands that Jesus are giving us, and we'll walk through some of these, that are truth, they are not meant to be rules. They're not meant to have these bunch of rules of religion, and you need to do this, 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 and this. They're actually meant to bring freedom. They're actually meant to bring freedom to your life because Jesus knows if you walk and you abide in these things and you do these things, you have freedom. Mm -hmm. You have freedom, and the fruit of the Holy Spirit begins to manifest more and more and more and more in your life. And if you look at the fruit of the Holy Spirit, you all want every piece of that fruit. You want every single style of fruit. Every every one is good, and you want every single one of them. And there's only one way to get them. Mm, You can't you can't get them at Walmart. Mm. No amount of money can buy you the fruit of the Spirit. Right. There's only one. Right. way to get them. Amen. Okay, so go to John 8, verse 12 real quick. John 8, verse 12. You know, and, and before I read that, before I, well, before I read that, if you go up just a little bit in John chapter 8, if you just slide a, li- a couple verses up on, before verse 12 and go to verse 7. Go to John 8, verse 7. And this goes right along with oh, what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, This wasn't even in my notes, but it just the Lord kind of spoke to to me this morning. Uh, John 8, verse 7, and you can read the context of that when you have a chance. Uh, But, you know, there's there's this woman, she's caught in adultery, and they want to basically stone her. They want to take her out. They're all placing all these judgments over her, and Jesus basically walks up. And he says, he who is without sin among you, let him throw the stone at her first. Go ahead. Okay, you throw the first stone. And I think too often as Christians, you know, the Lord really spoke to me, uh, and I don't know where it is in my notes, but he spoke to me. We say, well, why is the American church not growing? Why is the church not growing? Why is the church not growing? Not not us in, in particular, the church at large in America. Why is it not growing? And I think it's too often because we are throwing stones. We are. And we are, I mean, we have sin in our life and we are not the ones to be throwing stones. And we are throwing those stones at leaders, at the government, at all these places. And this is why we've been talking, at fellow Christians and church, come on. And so we have to be so careful with what we say, so careful with what we post, so careful with, with what we are, how we're speaking and how we're communicating and not throwing stones. Mm-hmm. Because each and every one of us, we can't throw the first stone because we all have sin. In our life. Because it's not our place to mm. sit in judgment. Right. It's not our place to sit right. in judgment right. over others or try to coerce others to change their behavior through shaming them or yeah. guilt tripping them or using fear or any other way. Right. If we, so we've had to sit sometimes with people and bring correction. And I will tell you that the amount of prayer and mm. heartache that precedes that meeting yeah. is extreme. Right. We are so so careful we don't want to we are so careful because we want to we want the love that's in our hearts Mm. to show forth Mm. but we had to bring correction we Mm. had to have this hard conversation and if you don't have that bit of quaking in your heart about what you're about to say then you're not Mm. confronting you're not confronting sin in love Mm. because when you confront sin in love so we're not talking about you know being vanilla christians who don't stand for anything right okay we're not saying that but we're saying that before you confront evil in mm. someone's life, first of all, you have to ask yourself some questions. Mm. One, are they a believer? Mm. Because if they're not believers, mm. then what are you doing? You're not, you don't stand in judge. We're not called to judge the world. Mm. We're called to love the world right. that they might know the love of the father right. so that then he can purify their lives right. through the Holy Spirit's power in them. That's right. the, the goal is to bring them in, right. not throw stones at them. Mm. I mean, who's going to want to, 
try to come into that family. Like when we open all the doors and windows and throw stones, you say, see if you can get in. Right. Like it doesn't work that way. Um, okay, I had a point and I was on something yeah. and then I go off and then I forget. But um, what I'm saying is, is that we are called mm. to judge our own lives. Mm. Eyes on Jesus. Mm. Lord, what is it in me? And as a body of believers, having that love for one another that sits down and says, I need to talk with you. Mm. You know that I love you. Right. You know that I'm for you. I have prayed for you. Mm. I see this thing happening in your life. Mm. And I'm afraid for you because right. it's, it's taking you right. in this path that is not good. Right. That is that's what it, biblical example, the biblical that's what it model looks like. to go do it. Yeah. And I think we just have to be careful as, as a church that we're not using uh, social media platforms or other platforms mm -hmm to be going after certain things or after certain people. We just need to be really careful uh, about that because we want to show God's love to we the do. world. And we are his representative. We are his hands and his feet yeah. here. And we need to act like that. And yeah. we, need to, we need to be aware of that. Right. Yeah. So John chapter 8, I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures tonight. Again, we're just still setting the stage uh, that Jesus is truth. Uh, John 8 verse 12. So down a couple of verses from where we were. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. You see, the, the, what's hidden is what's the problem. It's not what we see a lot of times right. is what's the problem. So as he brings light to this, as he brings light and truth into these situations, we then be able to walk in this freedom. And you say, well, how do we know that? In John eight thirty one, just a couple of scriptures down. So then Jesus said to those Jews, who believe, if you abide in my word... You are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Right. It's the truth that makes us free. Yes, we are saved, and we are going to heaven if we've accepted Jesus, but it's the truth that actually gives us freedom. Revealed. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's revealed. It's not a bunch of rules, but it's this truth that allows us to be free. So I want to look at just one of those teachings here, and I want you to go with me to Matthew. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 5. A lot of you know uh, there's a lot of red letters here happening in Matthew chapter 5. I'm going I'm to go to verse 21. We're going to just spend a little bit of time on this one here. Matthew 5, uh, verse 21. And I, I just want to encourage you that, you know, the Bible does say, narrow is the gate <laughs> and difficult is the way which leads to life. You know, the Bible clearly says this is not easy, but we have the Holy Spirit to help us. But we're looking for life, and it's a narrow road that we have to walk in order to get to that life. So this is part of Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew 5, verse 21. It says this, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. So now most of us understand, you know, most of us here have not murdered anybody, uh, you know, and I would imagine probably everybody watching, but you don't know, maybe there's somebody, you know, who uh, ends up watching this from somewhere else. But most of us know, okay, well, we don't murder, we don't murder. But you know what? That Jesus isn't talking about murder in the sense that we're thinking about. What he's saying here is we are able to actually murder with what we say and what we speak. And the Bible clearly says that the death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life from the power of the tongue. You say, well, how do I know he's not talking about regular murder? Because look at the next verse that he says. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Whoa. 
If you are angry with your brother without a cause, look, there are many times where we have cause to be angry at somebody because they've done something to us or they treated us in a certain way or whatever. But the Bible also says be angry and do not sin. And so I get that. But this is saying is without cause. And so there has to be a very good cause, a very good reason in which we actually have this anger maybe towards somebody specifically for what has happened to us. And I just start right now, without cause, just because they're not like us, just because they don't look like us, these are not causes to be angry. Just because they don't vote like us, just because they don't follow all of the commands of Jesus like us, just because they are homosexual, just because they deal with gluttony, just because they deal with whatever sin you want to name, it, those are not reasons to be angry at him. Those are not reasons to be angry at those people. At those people. And he says, and Jesus says, if you do this without cause, you'll be in danger of judgment. Holy cow. Like we have to be so careful with what we begin to say and we get up on our soapboxes and we just have to be careful. And I say all this in love and I say all this because this freedom comes when we understand this truth and we can have this joy that comes with us. And so for me personally, I actually had an opportunity to deal with this this week. So I won't mention any names, uh, you know, to protect the innocent because they truly were innocent. Uh, but there were some things happening with other local pastors. And there was like there was this call that was happening. And then some of them got invited to share some videos on certain things to, to, to bless the community. And I woke up and I saw these things. And I'll tell you what, I was angry. <laughs> I was angry. How could they not have invited me? How could they not have told me? And there were specific names of, oh, Lord, forgive me, of other local pastors that I was just like, I can't, I can't believe it. And, and I just started, and the Lord was like, he's, as I'm working on studying this, as I'm working on this, and the Lord was just like, what am I already showing you? And I had no cause, no reason at all to be angry with them. And I, I did, I got angry for a minute, and I had to repent of that. And the Lord clearly was just like, Dude, Jason, chill out. Just ask them. Like, hey, you know, if you've heard about the meeting, just say, hey, this might. And you know what? The Lord's completely redeemed it. And I believe that he redeemed it. And we actually joined the meeting of other local pastors. We actually made a video spot for Erie News Now. And all the things that I just was initially angry at because I wasn't, I was left out. I wasn't a part of this thing. And don't they know my heart? And I love the community. And I want churches to work together. How did they not know this? You know, and you know what? It wasn't their fault. It wasn't about them. It wasn't about them. It wasn't about them. And so God really just was revealing that to me. Uh, and so I just, I had to, I, you know, I had to deal with that in my own life. And I had to repent of that and say, you know what? They did nothing wrong. They didn't hurt me. They weren't intentionally trying to hurt me. And I just had so to There was it. an opportunity to step through the door of offense. Mm. Someone used that phrase once yeah, with us. And right. I really liked that. Right. Offense is an open door mm. and you can choose to step through it. Right. or not. Right. You can choose to see the heart of those people. What is the heart? I, mm. you know, what is the heart of that person? I know what they said, but what is their heart? Mm. What were they, what were they communicating or really wanting to communicate? Mm. Maybe they didn't say just the right words to you. Right. Are you going to latch on and become like legalistic and use their words to attack them or their actions right. or their neglect to attack them? Or are you going to say, Hey, I know their heart. Mm. Are you going to think well mm. of your brother and sister? Right. <clears throat> and right. And, um, or, you know, are you going to step through that door right. of offense or are you right. not? Right. Proud yeah. of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I know. Holy Spirit. Oh, I know. This is what we we're just saying. Like the Holy Spirit helped me, helped me through that, through that situation. Yeah. Uh, and this, so the next part of the verse says, 
And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. And so, man, I read that. I was just like, oh my gosh, did Jesus curse? <laughs> what is Raka? Like, what is Raka actually? Did he actually, was it like a curse word? Was he like, what was he saying? Like, was he actually like showing us? And it wasn't necessarily a curse word, but it, do, it does mean empty, foolish, worthless. And I mean, it could kind of be translated to sometimes how we talk to certain people. This means, and it, what it really means, that you are judging that person. You are That's judging exactly that means. other person. And what it says is, you shall be in danger of the council. You shall be in danger from having to be brought before the leaders of that time to say, hey, what do you do? You're standing in judgment and you're not supposed to be standing in judgment over that person. And God wants us to see each person as a child of God. Every single person that's out there is a child of God. And then Jesus goes on further. But whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hellfire. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second. I thought Raka meant fool. And so what I believe that Jesus was teaching us here is that we kind of, we get warnings. Mm -hmm. We get warnings in our life. And when something happens, hey, there's some time where we'll be brought in front of the council. But what Jesus is saying is this is a progressive thing. If you continue to walk in this way, if you continue to say raka, continue to say fool, fool, fool over and over and over and over, you are not just in danger of judgment from the council. You are in danger of hell fire. Right. You are in danger of walking in just pulling yourself out of the covering of God in this sin. And it's such a such an important thing that we need to learn and understand that we cannot be doing this in our lives. We cannot be looking down at someone. We cannot sit in prideful judgment over someone. It's, you know, it's God's job to judge, right. not ours. Right. It's our job to love. It's our job to, have to, to love people. And so then in verse 23, uh, I'll be wrapping up the next couple of scriptures. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar... Maybe we should take an offering at the end. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come offer your gift. And if you notice what Jesus is saying there, therefore, if you bring, and if, if your brother has something against you, so this is now saying, hey, if you know of somebody out there that has an issue that you did something to them, you need to, don't even bring your off, just leave it here, go get that fixed. Yeah. Go ask for, as much, uh, as, you're able. as much as you're able, go ask for uh, forgiveness for that and come back. And I just, it says, remember that someone has someone against you. That means you need to go and, and reconcile. You need to go to apologize. You need to go and make it right. Yeah. And I put, I put a little star here called a parenting moment, mm -hmm. like a parenting moment. And so often, uh, you know, in our house with so many kids, there are so many times where if I lose my temper or I get angry or yell, I have to go apologize. You do. Yeah. And I realize I've done something wrong to one of my children. I yelled at them or I treated them unfairly or I did what I just did it the other day. Mm -hmm. God help us all, right? I mean, I don't know. Ruby, love her, you know. Noel, love these, love our kids. Guys, if you're listening, I love you. But man, they just did something. I was just mad and I sent her up to her room and I was just was rough. I was rough with her. And, and I think Leonard, I think you asked, did you go apologize to Ruby? And I did. I had already apologized. But there are times where, you know, if you have something, if you've done something, now, you know what? Now is the time. You say, well, I can't go face to face with someone. I'm in quarantine. Yeah. But you know what? Now is the time to write the letter, to make the phone call, to do the FaceTime, to just connect with somebody that you know that you have to yeah. have this, have this time, time together. Yeah. Can I tell you too, that the Lord has led me sometimes 
um, into conversations where I'm asking for forgiveness. And to be honest, mm. I didn't do anything wrong. Mm. Like I'm asking for forgiveness for the rift between us. Mm. I'm not convinced that, you know, I was the cause of it, but going into all those details, I just want to make a man. I want to mend it and I'll say whatever I need to say, um, to mend it. And I will apologize for hurt feelings. I'll apologize that what I said was not intended for harm. And I'm so sorry that it came out that way, but I mean, that's hard. Yeah. It's hard to make amends with someone. Um, one time with us, it was with ungodly people. It was with people who don't walk with the Lord mm. and who, who, God help me. I mean, they see themselves as just wonderful people and they are ungodly people. Um, and we had to make amends. You want to talk about rough. Mm. It was so rough um, to make amends with worldly people who did not mm. do right mm. and who were, you know what I mean? Like not operating in truth. And yet, and yet God called us to humble ourselves mm. And to apologize for our actions, yeah. even though yeah. in every way they were justified, right. <clears throat> but they were not justified right. before God because we are called to a higher standard. It was a, yeah. like torture. This is awesome because, okay, so <laughs> is uh, it in there? Would, would it be this story yes, right here? Yes, it is that story. <laughs> okay, I so I already wrote down the story that she's talking about. Oh. I, and it goes along with the, actually the next verses that we're actually want to talk about. So let me just read. I was going to be like, ah, let's. Let's end, let's end there, but let's just go through those last verses here uh, because you, because you brought it up. I, uh, I, didn't, it up. I didn't mean to. So the next verse is agree with your adversary okay. quickly that was, that was, yeah. <laughs> while you are on your way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge, hand you over to the officer that you be thrown into prison. Assuredly, I say to you by no means, or you will by no means get out of there till you paid the last penny. And it just was, this was just an encouragement to, there are things there are interactions that we have with other Christians and even people within the world. Uh, and we have to just be so careful. We have to just be so careful. Anna's uh, texting us. She doesn't So we just have to be so careful that, uh, look, we just need to come and uh, come to agreement, come what's saying, agree with your adversary quickly. Not that you're going to their side yeah. or not that you're condoning their behavior or justifying their behavior, but the Lord wants us to walk in love. And it says that then you, you will have paid the last penny yeah. if you fight all the way to the end. There's some things we have to fight for. There are absolutely some things we have to fight absolutely. for and, and you need to be for. and stand for and you need to be spirit led. And really the shutdown is a good example of that because at this point, so far, we don't sense that this is a persecution of the church, that we, you know, our doors are closed because of persecution of the church. And I'll tell you what, that's not we, the case in every state and every place. And it's not the case everywhere. So we need to be spirit led and we're not looking to agree, you know, with our adversary just so we can keep peace. Right. That's not necessarily what we're saying. We're not is, afraid of war. Right. We're not afraid of war. That's right. But what we're saying is this is just a, a, an advising to us that Jesus, again, Jesus's words, these are in red, uh, to agree with your adversary quickly. Do not, if you can get things resolved, yeah. get them resolved. Get them resolved. So I think the heart of this message, of this whole morning, mm. it's been, we've been kind of all over the place. It may feel that way to you guys. Like we've been joking and we've been joyful, you know, but we're bringing this message. Mm. He's bringing this message. Mm. Jesus is truth. Mm. And through that, the Lord this week separately has led us about this judge not, yeah. you know, because I believe that the Lord is looking out and he's seeing, he's seeing things that he wants to purify in, yeah. in the hearts of his people. So this is a message to his people. That's right. 
And I kind of want to close it out with this. I imagine myself standing before him someday and all of my, the, all of the, the state of my heart is laid bare, my actions and um, the things I've done. And those things for which I have not like walked through with him are the things that I believe are what we're going to have to go through. You're not going to get out of it. Like the message of today is get with the Lord, Mm. just lay it all bare before him now so that you don't have to go through it later where everything is going to be talked about Mm. all of our actions, all of our responses, if we haven't already done it, Mm. because I mean, um, we talked about, uh, without cause, you know, you were talking about cause. This is the passage of scripture that the Lord used to lead me in forgiveness with my dad. Mm. This was oh, the message really? that was preached by pastor Ken down at uh, first assembly in hermitage. Yeah. And I came home from church and I was red hot mad. I'm mm. pretty sure I threw some lunch meat across the kitchen. <laughs> I was angry. I, I was angry. And I went upstairs <clears throat> to a bedroom and I closed the door mm. and then the Lord began to lead me. Mm. To, there was a song, put it, I put this one song on repeat mm. and he just began to speak to me, do this, do that. And he led me in the path of forgiveness. Now I had, I was very nice to my dad at that point. I was cordial. We would visit with him, you know, take the kids. I, I wasn't actively punishing him. I was never like disrespectful or mean to him. I was never trying to shove his face in his sin or anything like that. But in my heart, I had not come to a place of true forgiveness. Mm. I didn't know that. But there were symptoms in my life. Mm. There was some struggles going on that I was seeking to resolve and understand, get healing from. And that was the root. And Mm. I didn't know. Anyway, Mm. did I have cause? I absolutely had cause. That's why it had stayed there for so long. But there's a point where cause or no cause, we are a people who are to walk out in forgiveness. Mm. So that story that we're laughing about, you know, the situation with the ungodly people. Laughing now. Well, we're not really laughing. I'm still, I'm still walking through the forgiveness parts of it because it takes time. Um, It it just takes time. So truly, fully releasing them is something that takes time, and it just takes, um, it takes walking closely with the Lord. So our encouragement today is: I imagine standing before Him, and He shows, like almost on a screen, He shows the situation. And his words to me are, judge not. Mm. And I say, but God, I acted that way because. And his voice rings out very clearly, Mm. judge not. He is not interested in the wise. He doesn't, the wise, I mean, he is, he's a loving father. And I think about how we deal with our own kids. We we make allowance for their feelings. Baby, I understand how you're feeling. How you feel is is valid and I get that. But Mm. you must you must walk in kindness to your brother. You must yeah. hold, you must keep your temper. You must, you know, apologize for what you've done. My two-year-old this week refused to say, I sorry, Gracie, for screaming. She wouldn't say it. I just, you know, Maggie, just say, I'm sorry, Gracie, for screaming. She put her head down. And so she was put in her crib lovingly. You're oh. going to go in your crib. You know, you can come out when you say, I'm sorry, Gracie, for screaming. She laid down, put the covers on, said, shut the light in the door. She (laughs) put herself to nap. Two-year-old. Because she didn't want to say, I'm sorry, Gracie, for screaming. And so I think she got up like a half hour later. I was like, she may not get out of that bed till she says those words. But it's like torture getting them out of this child. Mm. And I see that as a, okay, Lord, you know, this is something we need to really pay attention to. Because this... This is a, she's a strong girl. Mm. Some of them are just like, I'm sorry. Like it just comes out so freely. They're so willing to apologize. Okay. I'm rambling on now. Our heart in this 
is as you as as I imagine my life, I want to stand before the Lord mm. and own all of the state of my heart before yeah. him. It is a high call. This is a high standard we're calling you guys up to, and it's yeah. for love. Yeah. It's our love for you. Yeah. It's and the truth sets love. you free. This is this Absolutely. is for freedom. Oh this my gosh. Is for freedom. The freedom that came through the forgiveness, the true forgiveness of my dad, not just like I'm yeah. nice to him. I was right. nice to him at that right. time. But true forgiveness where I was able to say, No, Dad, you are you are a good dad. You 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 were crying out to the Lord. You did your best. I forgive you. It's fine. Where well, I really meant it. Stuff was coming out of my mouth. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I got free. I got free quick from other things in my life. Physical things that I was struggling with. Yeah. They just disappeared. They disappeared because they there was an open door of unforgiveness that I was unaware of. But then there was an awakening. And when there was awakening, was it easy? It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy to actually walk through it. Um, but God gave us direction. So this is all all of this. The joy, the, the word on judge not, the word on um, awakening. Uh, awakening and setting aside, lay down those things that distract you, whatever they are. Like, if it's social media, get off it. If it's the news, fast it for some time. If it's conspiracy theories, mm. they'll suck you in for hours. Ask yeah. me how I know. Laid them down. Mm. I've laid them down now hard. I won't touch them. I won't touch them. Whatever knowledge I need, I will get from the Spirit of the living God. Mm. And, and that's it. Um, he will lead me to the, what news I need to read or see. He will lead me. I will be led by peace. Mm. And he will not fail me. I will not go without because I chose to follow him instead yeah. of the, 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 path, seeking, right? the path of knowledge of this world. Um, so I just encourage you to take this before the Lord. This was a morning full of message. Yeah. Um, and it kind of yeah. went all over the place. And I think it's all just so good. Mm. So I encourage you as we close. Mm. We're just going to we're gonna close in prayer. Yeah. And I love when you do a benediction. Mm-hmm. I have one. Um, that benediction is, mm-hmm. I take it like a blanket over me. I always do. Um, when he's speaking it, I just open myself up fully to the words that he's speaking. I don't even know what his benediction is today. Um, but it's like a blanket of prayer over me that I take throughout the week. Just take all of this before the Lord this week. That's right. um, we encourage you to just get with him. We spoke some things. We're not attacking anybody today because we're talking to our family. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are encouraging you to walk in the truth, to be carriers of the Spirit, to purify. Let God purify, you know, those places and spaces um, that need purified. Right, guys, just bow your heads with me wherever you're at. Let's just, <clears throat> let's just spend a moment in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come to you. Our hearts laid bare before you. Father, we just ask you to just shed light in our life. In those dark places that need the light to shine. Father, I ask that as we read Jesus' words this week, those red letters, that as you promise, your Holy Spirit of truth will reveal to us the things that we need to change and fix in our life so that we can experience freedom and joy in the Lord who is our strength and Father I ask just strengthen each person this week to do the things that you've called them to go do to make that phone call to make an apology 
to maybe pull down a social media post that you're telling them to pull down. I don't even have any examples. I can't even think of any. Of any that I've even seen. So just let the Spirit lead you. Father, I just ask that you speak to each and every person watching. Father, we just ask that you are continually to just be with us and for us as you promise you are. And Father, I just ask if anybody, if anybody, you know who they are, if anybody needs healing, physical healing in their bodies. The Bible says over and over, it says, go and sin no more. And Father, I ask that as they repented, even today, even now of those sins, that you will bring healing and freedom and victory into their lives in the name of Jesus. Healing now in Jesus' name. Healing now in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, I do have a benediction. It's out of the book of Jude. It says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, he is able to keep us from stumbling, and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. Amen, amen. amen. We just speak that over each and every one of you today. We love you, church family, and even those maybe who joined us are not part of our church family. We welcome you. And uh, come back, again, come back and join us on Wednesday. Wednesday night, six thirty. Uh, really, it's open. You know, I we guess don't have a firm plan, so it's probably going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot, be a lot of fun. <laughs> so I just encourage you send some questions in again. Yeah. If you're joining a little bit late, info at prayer, uh, info at ecfchurch.org, and just t- put in the title uh, marriage question, the subject marriage question. We'll get those. Again, they'll be confidential, but we'll try to answer as many as we can on Wednesday night at six thirty. Until then. We'll see you there. God bless. Love you guys.